Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken back on Amazing Business Radio, excited for another amazing episode. And why am I so excited today? Because literally in the house, sitting directly across from me, is my buddy Sam Silverstein. Sam has just come out with a new book as of today, and the book is called Making Accountable Decisions, A Journey to an Accountable Life. But I believe accountability is so important when it comes to customer service and customer experience. We're going to get into that in a minute. But let me tell you a little bit more about my buddy, Sam. He is a leadership keynote speaker known all over the world. And I know he's traveled all over the world because I run into him all over the world. And he lives just down the street from where we are today, which is why he stopped by the office. And he's written other books, such as one of my favorites is No More Excuses. I love that concept. Just stop making excuses. Take accountability. Take ownership. That's what that's about. And then how about non-negotiable? That's another one. We've talked about that actually on the show before. Sam, this is your second or third time on the show? Second time. Second time. Welcome, Sam Silverstein, to Amazing Business Radio. It's great to be here. Thank you. Hey, now we had so much to talk about. First of all, this new book, uh, real quick, give us some background on the book. Why should anybody listening to this show who loves customer service and loves customer experience, why should they go out right now Well, actually, just wait till the end of the show before you buy the book. Well, because you you brought me on the show, and if 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 someone's on Shep's show, then uh, you know you got to listen and pay attention when it comes (laughs) to customer service. I'll take that. That's called Um, sucking up. I I appreciate that. Well, you know, sometimes we we do do that. Mm -hmm. So uh, (laughs) now, really, what what this is about? My mission is building a more accountable world, and I believe that we do that through helping people be more accountable individually. And then they work together to build more accountable organizations, and those organizations are in communities. You build more accountable communities. And so what this book is about, it's about the characteristics and qualities that we need to be very purposeful about in becoming more accountable as individuals. When we're more accountable as individuals, what's in us we can then put in other people. If organizations want to create a culture where customer service is something that is important, It starts with the leader being accountable to the people, and the leader has to have it in them if they're going to put it in the people. And this book is all about those areas in our life, personally, that we need to think about being more accountable so it helps us put it in our people so they can be accountable, and then you deliver this amazing customer service. Great. So I think if there was the opposite of the title, Making Accountable Decisions, the opposite of that title would be, It's Not My Department. Um, or, no, the opposite. It's of the not t- my yeah. fault. I wasn't even here last week. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I take a different approach to accountability than what a lot of people think about. My my approach to accountability is one we've seen that is proven out in organizations and case studies and clients that we've worked with. It's not about things. It's not about doing. A lot of leaders, they focus on accountability because they want their people to do more for them. Accountability is not a way of doing. Accountability is a way of thinking. And it starts first with how the leader thinks about their people. And so accountability is keeping commitments to people. You're not accountable for things. You're responsible for things, but you're accountable to people. And for me to be accountable to you, I have to stop in my life and think about what I am doing and be purposeful about that. And that's where the book starts with is 
helping us make decisions in our own life to be the best that we can be. Because once I'm the best I can be, then I can be the best to you. And if I serve you as a leader and treat you right, then you're going to want to take care of the customer. But if I'm not accountable to you, if I'm the leader and I'm not accountable to you, you'll never be accountable to the customer because you can never give the customer what I haven't put in you first. Right. I like that. So I always believe the philosophy, what's happening on the inside of a company is being felt on the outside by the customer. Absolutely. So what that means is if if a leader is treating employees poorly, they're probably going to – some of that's going to show through to the customer. But I think what you're telling me is that this new book, Making Accountable Decisions by Sam Silverstein, available on Amazon today, what you're telling me is that this book is about not what's happening inside a company that's going to impact the customer, but what's happening inside the person and how it's going to impact all the others around them, including the customer. Exactly, because it starts with us. See, what we've discovered is organizations that have figured out relationships, they figured out accountability. You can't have accountability without relationships. And relationships start with each of us individually, and then we come together collectively. So I wrote the book not only to help us as individuals, but to create a a common dialogue that you can have within an organization so you can have conversations about areas that we all need to be thinking about and making decisions about. And then when we have that common dialogue, we come together, we build those relationships, accountability flourishes, and we're in a position to deliver that fantastic customer service to the clients and customers. I love that. And so this book, it looks as I – and I hold it in my hand – there's a lot going on here. There's a lot of forms. Uh, so this is a book not to just be read. This is a book to be used. It's a guide. Exactly. It's a guide. And right. so, so I share a lot of personal stories in the book, but then I ask a lot of questions. And what I want is I want people to sit down. And like I said, this is about being purposeful, on purpose, for purpose, with purpose. And so when you think about how these – these questions that I ask apply to you individually and to you as an organization, the answers you come up with are going to guide you through making more accountable decisions about yourself individually, about your organization, and then position you to deliver that customer service and everything else that an organization is really trying to be great at. All right. So um, give me, uh, let's see, one of your favorite stories in the book. One of my favorites. There's so many I know. I know, I know. Um, one of my favorite stories talks about taking the time to, to, for yourself to be introspective. And this is pretty much where I start. And it's about a four-day retreat I went on where it was a silent retreat. You had to be quiet for four days? Yeah. You're a professional speaker. I know. How hard was that? Very. Yeah. You know what? I, I, it's like I, I can just see if this was a Seinfeld episode – I'm the first guy to slap my money on the table and say, I'm out. Well, And it, for those that know what I'm talking about, you'll probably smile. And for those that don't, you'll just have to look it up on, on the Seinfeld on Netflix or something. Yeah, and that's pretty much what it came – being silent for four days was just – was an incredibly difficult situation. But what happened through this retreat was that silence eliminated some things, and it created space for, for – for me to think. It created space for me to be purposeful and intentional in my life. And what I filled that with was some decisions that I've been able to to apply and live out. And so it talks about being able to take on the moment, create that space, and then fill it with something that's important. And so 
in the you know one of the other things in the book we talk about you know it's important to know what you believe now you know what do you believe about your people what do you believe about customer service because when you take the time to to go through that thought process then it positions you to actually say okay well how is this showing up in my life how is this showing up in my business is customer service really happening is customer service something that we say we do or something that we actually do uh you know and that's a big difference a lot of companies they uh and, and so I'm gonna, we're, we're going to jump out of the book mode because that last statement is really important. Is it something we say we do or something that we actually We actually do. do. Because here's the thing. You know, there's a lot of organizations in the news that are delivering lousy customer service, and we don't need to belabor them or mention them by name, but we know who they are. And so one of those particular organizations, I decided to look up what their mission statement was, and their mission statement had two parts. I can only imagine. Yeah. And so one of the two things it said in their mission statement was talked about delivering this incredible customer service. So they're focused on two things, one of which is customer service, but yet they're known for terrible customer service. And the reason they deliver terrible – Is this like a cable TV? company and that, that is no, this it a, happens to be is this a phone company is this a, a bank is this a, an airline exactly is this a, so, so we're gonna leave it there so there's so many there's so many industries that are marred in low-level service yet you know hey fly the friendly skies of united you just have to be that poor soul that got yanked off the plane a year ago to realize what are they talking about right so in this book you know i do ask by, the, by the way i, I just as to cover myself on this because it's important. Yes, United made the mistake. They admitted the mistake, and they tried to fix the best they could the mistake that they made. And that's what I love about big companies who do things right, even if they aren't getting them right all the time, is that when there's a big problem, a crisis, they take accountability. Maybe they didn't handle it right the first time around. That's responsibility. Okay. And here we go. And I'm going to learn the difference between responsibility and accountability before the end. Fixing an incident is not creating an accountable organization. Fixing an incident is not creating a high-performing organization that delivers an incredible customer experience. That's strictly fixing an incident. Right. It's it's being responsible and making it right to those people. But the underlying problems are still there because they don't go away in a a press release. They don't go away in a statement from the president. They go away with, with, with where the where the president has a deep inside look at what's going on and says, this has to change. Right. It so, takes a commitment right. and it takes time. And so just because an organization is in the news, they mess up and they fix the incident, they're responsible, does not mean they've become an accountable organization. With the goal being, and, and I just had a great, great conversation, uh, I'm trying to think, just a few weeks ago with uh, the senior VP of Comcast. Okay. Okay. And Comcast had a major incident a few years ago. And so I talked to him. I said, okay, before the interview starts, what's off limits? What do you not want me to say? And he says, well, you know, it, I really I know that our industry is marred with poor service. And I think that we're doing a really good job of trying to pull ourselves out of that reputation. I know we've done things. If, if you, you would prefer you not bring up any specific incidents, and by the way, we didn't, but he did not hide the fact that there's still a problem. And this is what this company has done. Now, it's when you've got a huge army out there of people and they've been trained under the old way, it takes a long time to get them trained to the new way of thinking. Admit that? Yes? Yes, absolutely. And quite frankly, uh, some of them won't be able to make that journey. 
Correct. And it's the same in acquisitions. We see when cultures come together and sometimes people in 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 one culture cannot make the journey in into the new culture because they're used to being berated or they're used to being micromanaged. They're used to being led around and told what to do. And so they can't they can't migrate into that culture where there's a high degree of accountability. Right. And in the case of Comcast, uh, I, I he, the gentleman told me exactly what he was doing, what the company's doing, all the tools that they're using. And you go, wow, that sounds like you're really trying to create a great experience. And the answer is yes, but nobody's perfect. And in this particular type of business, when something doesn't work, it just doesn't work. I mean, cable, my cable's out. It's not like my cable went out partially. No, it just goes out. And then there's a problem. What do you do and how do you deal with it? And I think that's where they're trying to come up with ways to get information quicker to their customers. Uh, they don't want their customers waiting at home for repairman, so they have a better way of doing that. Now, lots of improvements are taking place. I would say it's more than baby steps, but are they in a perfect place? It, I mean, what would happen if the Ritz-Carlton or, or one of these major, well-known, you know, great customer service companies took over? Would they do things differently? Maybe, maybe not. But anyway, hey, we're talking about the book, Making Accountable Decisions. It's out today. It's by Sam Silverstein. You can go to Amazon.com and pick it up. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about accountability. And uh, I can't wait. So don't go away. This is Amazing Business Radio. Chef Hagen here. How would you like customer service training anytime you want it or need it, day or night? Well, with Shepherd Virtual Training, you will have world-class customer service training at your fingertips online 24-7, 365 days a year. Just go to www.shepondemand.com. Once again, that's shepondemand.com. And remember, always be amazing. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking to my buddy Sam Silverstein about making accountable decisions. Sam, uh, at the break, you said you got a great story you want to share. Well, talked about knowing what you believe and whether or not customer service, for instance, as an example, is something that uh, an organization really believes or, or they just talk about. And the difference between talking about something and doing something is whether or not you really believe it. I I subscribe to if you believe something, it shows up. If you don't believe it, it's not going to show up. If it's not showing up, you don't believe it. And so for an example, and you've heard me talk about Happy State Bank, right? one of our case studies. Great company. Um, the, the CEO, J. Pat Hickman, was telling me a story about a guy that was wandering around the bank lobby at about 5.15 one afternoon. And and I'm thinking, wow, someone's wandering around a bank lobby and you know, there's money in the vault, and I'm like, how secure and how safe is this? And so I said, well, don't you close at 5 o'clock? He says, yeah. I said, so what's someone wandering around the lobby at 5.15? And he says, well, the door's unlocked. Now I'm really getting worried about my money. You know, at 5.15, the door's unlocked. What's the deal? And he says, have you ever showed up at the bank at 5.05? Well, yeah. And was the door locked? Well, yeah. How'd you feel? Well, I didn't feel great, but it was my fault. I tried to do something I shouldn't have done, and I was late, and I got to the bank late. He says, well, we don't want our customers to feel that way. We want them to feel great about doing business with us. And so here's a situation where he really believes that he wants his customers to feel good. And so how does that manifest itself? Well, it shows up in action. It shows up the fact that they don't lock their lobby door till 530. So if you don't lock your lobby door to 530, you have the opportunity for people to show up after 5 and still get serviced. 
that's the difference between when you really believe something or you're just saying it. Right. It shows up. Yeah. You know, it, the, those little things drive me crazy. You walk in, it's five. It's 5.02, the door is locked, and the person on the inside hears you banging on the window and doesn't even look up. Right. The chair's already up on the table and the floor's mopped, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's like you know, you know they, they started, started exactly. 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 And so because they're, they're dying to get out of there. Why are they dying to get out of there? They're dying to get out of there because they, they're not crazy about working there. They don't love the people they work with. They don't love the way they're treated. We spend all this time at work, but when you really create an environment where accountability is flourishing, it's based on keeping commitments, very specific commitments. And so what happens is you build a relationship with your people and you help build relationships between the people and they love working together. They love being there. They love serving the customer. They they want to stay a few minutes over and make sure that the customer is taken care of and they take pride in their organization. And this is not the norm in business, but we see it happen over and over. It can happen. But again, it's about being with purpose, on purpose, for purpose. It's being purposeful. It's understanding the characteristics that it takes to be an accountable individual, to build an accountable organization, and then making those decisions that say, I'm going to step that out. I'm going to step that out in my life. I'm going to step that out in my business. All right. So if somebody's going to take the first step to being more accountable, what do you want them to do? The first thing I want them to do is I want them to I want them to, to to step back, if you will, and say that I have a choice, and and that choice is to either live an accountable life or not. And I'm committed. I'm all in. I'm committed to living an accountable life. I'm committed to the people around me, and and then I'm going to go back to taking the time to stop and say, what do I believe about? And then it's fill in the blank. What do I believe about how I should live my life? What do I believe about my my wife or my husband and my children? What do I believe about my boss? What do I believe about the people I work with? And when you start thinking about that, then you start stepping out some things. And so I want them to start out asking the question, what do I believe? And that's important. And and by the way, if you put yourself in a work situation and you're in a company that isn't what you believe. Why are you there? Why are you there? Right. And yeah. why do they let well, you stay there? Well, I'll tell you why there? you're there. Uh, th- you're there for a paycheck. Probably. Okay. Yeah. All right. Survival. All right. Well, and you know what? We're in a time right now where unemployment is very low. And if unemployment is very low, that means there's opportunity out there. One of the pro- – someone – a lot of times I get asked, why are so many organizations not accountable organizations? And, and it's real simple. And the reason they're not accountable organizations is for two reasons. One, they – don't fire their people fast enough. In other words, they let people stay in the organization that are not living the commitments of the organization. And there's specific commitments that an organization makes, and they're usually tied to the values of the organization. The other reason is there are not enough people that are firing their companies fast enough. Mm. You know, why stay someplace that says this is our mission, our vision, this is what we value as an organization. We value customer service, but yet it's not being lived. Why stay there? Why not go someplace where they get it, where they do it right, and be associated with that? Now, I know we need a paycheck. we gotta, we got to put food on the table. Our children are hungry. They need to be fed. I get that. But guess what? Why put up with that nonsense? Go someplace where you're appreciated. Go someplace where they get it. And then, then work your heart out to help make that a better place. And if enough people did that, then some leaders and organizations would get the message, whoa, this isn't working the way that we're doing it here. Right. Uh, it, by the way, if that were happening, I think there would be a lot of people who were all of a sudden 
Unfortunately, they don't have jobs because they aren't willing to make the change. Uh, they aren't willing to do what companies want them to do and live by this standard, which actually is a standard that isn't just show up and clock in. It's a little bit more than that. They, it sounds to me like you want people that are emotionally invested in doing the right thing. Right, but that means that, that the company has to teach what that is. Right. Very clear. Yeah, it, you know, coming up with a mission and vision and values, and then throwing it in a drawer or hanging it on the wall, and it collects dust does nothing. It has to be taught. It has to be lived. It has to be protected. Which means that they can't let someone stay there that's not living it, even if they're the number one producer. Right. And so we call that alignment. If somebody's out of alignment. You either put them back in alignment, or you know, no, well, you you coach them up, and either right. they choose to get in alignment. That's the point. Or you choose to allow them to go someplace where their behavior will be appreciated. Right. But leaders won't do that. I run into leader after leader, and I know you see this too, Shep, where they go, oh, I can't let her go. She's my number one producer. Where would we be without her? She's the only one that knows how to do this. He's the best at that. Well, it doesn't matter. Guess what? Anyone can do those jobs. The bottom line is, are they willing to live what the, cust- the company is all about? And if they are, those are the people you want. That's being purposeful. That's making accountable decisions, both as a leader and as an individual. You know, so basically, I'm hearing you say you've got to have a little heart. You've got to want the job. You've got to believe in who you're working with. So let's talk about Zappos.com for a moment. Zappos is a great organization. Tony Shea, I, I, it's been Gosh, I don't know how long it's been since we've talked about this specifically, but there's a set of core values that Tony believes in. And when you come to work at Zappos, they tell you what those core values are. And he makes it really clear. We hire you because we believe, after putting you through all that we put you through to you get the job, them. you can live these core values. And if one of them turns out to be deficient and you can't, we will let you go for that because you have to live all 10. And to prove it even further, he puts everybody through their first big training. And it might take, I don't know, several weeks or a month to go through this training. And you know what he does at the end of the month? Offers them a check. Offers them a check if they want to leave. Mm-hmm. Say, if you don't think this is for you, I know you're being paid for the last month that you're here, but here's a check to get you going on your way. See you later if you don't believe. And, and by the way, if you do believe him, you're in. If you don't believe him but you stay in, They'll figure it out, and right. guess what happens? They're going to let you go. They're going to let you go, and it's real no clear. No check. No check at that point. No check at that point. And very, very few people ever take him up on the check. And he keeps uh, – I don't know. He hasn't been doing uh, – but he said there's a number. He kept raising it and raising it. Started out, I'll give you $1,000 to leave, 1500 2000 People weren't taking the money because they loved the culture, and if this is what it was going to be like to work here, that's the place they wanted to work. Right. So that's an example of great leadership accountability. Exactly. But you see, it's not that they're asking people to love the place that they're working in. They're creating a place that people will love. They love the people. They create an environment that people want to be in. You can't force someone to like something. But when you create something that's special, people naturally want to be a part of it. All that comes back to the leader. You know, I always say everything rises and falls on leadership. Mm -hmm. And I also say accountability is the highest form of leadership. Accountability is keeping your commitments to people. You're responsible for things. That report's not going to hold you accountable. But people will help you be accountable. Leaders help their people be accountable. They keep their commitments. And when they do that, they create the place that you described at Zappos. Exactly. So um, we're going to take a short break. We come back. I've got a company I want to throw out there that I think is a perfect example of a place that people want to come to work at. 
regardless of the fact that they're known for not paying everybody not quite as much as other places. Uh, well, so we'll come back. We'll talk about that. Can't we'll wait. talk more about Making Accountable Decisions, which is Sam's new book, Making Accountable Decisions by Sam Silverstein, available today. Don't go away. This is Amazing Business Radio. We're coming right back. Want to amaze your customers, impress the people you work with, and outshine your competition? Going from average to amazing isn't an out-of-reach goal. In fact, amazement is a habit that anyone can master. In my latest book, Be Amazing or Go Home, I share the secrets behind my mantra, which is to always be amazing. Drawing on the routines of incredible people, I share simple practices that can elevate your game. Once you master those habits, you'll be able to create trust, build stronger relationships, make sales, advance your career, and much more. Now is the time to step out of ordinary and step into being amazing. Be Amazing or Go Home is now available on Amazon.com in ebook and hardcover. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio. Sam, uh, there's a great company. One of my favorite companies in the world is Disney. I love Disney. I have been to a Disney theme park 50, 60 times. For a guy my age, that's a lot. Yeah, and by well, the way, most of them but, came after I was 25. Yeah, are you still asking for Cinderella's autograph? <laughs> Oh, come on now. No, I'm not. I've never asked. Okay. But I do want a selfie with her. Okay. If I can get a selfie with her, that's that. – seriously, though, I've never uh, never thought about that. I do. If you turn around, Sam, and look behind you just over your shoulder, there is a picture of me with Mickey, and he's handing me the picture that's just to the right of that, which is an autographed picture of Mickey to me uh, And when I was there for an event. And that I love that picture. You know, there's a lot of pictures in my – there's only other than my family that is on this uh, the windowsill. Oh, I have pictures of my wife and her wedding gown. She looks the same. Uh, my daughters, my son, our dogs, and then I have Mickey Mouse. Yeah, there's no picture of me. What's up with that? Well, we have to change that. So <laughs> anyway, so let's talk about Disney for a second. They've created this amazing culture. Walt Disney had a vision. He wanted this to be the happiest place on earth. That's very important to the cast, uh, to the for the cast members to deliver on that mission. And there have been over the years, all, there's always people that when it doesn't work out, they walk away, they say negative things. But, but Disney is stuck to its guns, so to speak, and they've really created this culture. They aren't necessarily the highest place paid place to work, and that's become public. But guess what? Why do people still want to work at Disney? It's the experience. It's the culture. It's what they're about. And I think it's pretty cool. Is that an example of, of leadership creating this accountable organization? Yeah, what's happening is they set a high standard, and leadership is accountable to their people for that standard. And they're saying several things. They're saying, we're going to live at this high level, and we're going to help you live at this high level. And we're not going to allow people in our environment who aren't willing to live in this high level. Mm-hmm. So what happens is the people want to be there. They're in this great environment. And so they don't leave for a nickel or 50 cents or a dollar. Who wants a situation where employees are leaving the, the organization because they can get a few more cents across the street? If you create an environment where people want to be accountable, then what happens is you attract the best, you keep the best. Employee turnover lowers. You don't have to train people. And guess what? They're enjoying their jobs. They're enjoying working there. Engagement is high. Once this happens, it goes in multiple directions. One direction is 
great customer service, customer experience. They want to share this wonderful place with the people that they come in contact with. The other thing is it goes towards it goes towards productivity. And we know what happens when productivity goes up. The bottom line goes up. Right. So what's wrong with that picture? I love that picture. That's a picture I think every company should. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and the enjoy. same things that go into building this environment where people actually are inspired to be accountable, to keep their commitments to people. It's the same thing that creates this environment where people want to deliver amazing customer service, where they they want to be safe, both physically and emotionally, where they want to be engaged, where where they really want to be productive because you know what? They want their company to succeed because they don't want to have to go across the street to work. They want their company to succeed because they love being there. So uh, Brian Keeley, who is the CEO of Baptist Health South, I've never met this man. I've only read articles about him, read interviews that he's been interviewed on. And I just love his company. Something he talks about is creating the destination employment opportunity for anybody that comes to work there. He wants people to enjoy the experience so much they never want to go to work anywhere else. Now, how do you do that? You obviously have to create an environment where people are fulfilled in what they do. And I think it's not our job to make people happy. I mean, so as a leader, it's like, oh, I'm going to hire you because I want you to be happy. No, I'm going to give you a great opportunity here that should be fulfilling enough that you are happy. If we do it right, you're going to be happy. And if we make you happy, you're going to make people around you happy, especially the patients and their family members who come to the hospital. And that was his whole vision. Be great to the people you work with, and they will in turn be great to others. Herb Kelleher, same thing at Southwest Airlines. Who's more important? The passengers who are your customers who pay the money, the shareholders who are the ones that invest the money, or the employees. And he says, you know what? Let's start with the employees. We make them happy. They're going to make the passengers happy because they're going to work harder, be more engaged, be more productive, as you say. And when the passenger is happy, what do they do? They come back and fly. And then who's happy? Shareholders are happy. So it works. So what has to happen is this. A lot of leaders are, are focused on the bottom line, and they're not focused on their people. And so the tactics of the business are only half of the business. The spirit of the business is the other half. Am I saying you shouldn't be focused on the bottom line? No. I mean, you need to make a profit. That's part of why you're in business. Right. But what I am saying is if you truly are focused on your people, and that's the leader's responsibility, to be focused on their people, then what happens is you create a place where all the people are focused on the bottom line. And so it all starts with leadership. Everything rises and falls on leadership. And so what you described really is something that um, um, that that our buddy Tim Sanders talks about. Yep, you know, I love and, Tim. And and, and Tim talks about love is the killer app. You know, you can't fake this. Do you really care about people? Do you really care about – because if you care about people, you create an environment that's good for them, where they will succeed, where where they enjoy what they're doing, where it's safe, emotionally safe for them. When you really care about people, like they're your children, they're your family, you treat them different. And in doing that, you're creating the place that you described. And there's a few companies out there that do it, and there's some that try, and there's a lot that don't. And that comes down – you can't fake this. You either really care about people or you don't and so we need to stop and step back and say how how can i think more about the people and help them be successful and that's the mark of a leader and when leadership takes that tact 
then it's going to show up in the culture, and it's going to show up in everything they do, including that amazing customer service. All right, so who are the companies that do it right? Can you give me two or three just uh, obviously happy? Well, you know, you know, Happy State Bank, which you know I believe is the most accountable organization on the face of the planet. We have a chance to work real close with them. But, you know, you see this show up in Chick-fil-A. Let's be yep. honest, okay? It's just food. They're just 17-year-old kids behind the counter. You know, a lot of times teenagers, first job. Why is the experience there so much different than someplace else? Same cash register, okay? Same deep fryers. Um, you Obviously, you see it at Southwest Airlines. You see it at Nordstrom. You see it. You mentioned Zappos. It's Look, it has nothing to do with the product or service. It's all about the people. That's why I say the tactics. It's easy to get the tactics right. We need to be spending time on the spirit of the organization. It starts with the leader, thinking about their people, caring about their people, taking care of their people. You take care of your people, your people will take care of your business. Right. So I think you've probably already given us the answer, but we are down to the last question. And that's the one thing. The one thing you want this audience to remember, or is it, it could be something you've already talked about that you want to emphasize. I have a feeling that's what it's going to be. But it may also be something you haven't shared yet. So the one thing, this is like the speed round, ready, set, go. Well, let's talk to, the book is about making accountable decisions. And the decision that we have to make really is, is are we going to take the, are we going to be responsible for, for our thoughts with regards to what we believe about all aspects of our life and our business? And that first question becomes, what do we believe about our people? And when we answer that question in business, what do we believe about our people? And we're honest and we can document it by what's showing up. We're going to get a result. All right. Great insight, great advice. The the book is called Making Accountable Decisions, available today. It is a journey to an accountable life by Sam Silverstein, the author of No More Excuses and uh, The Success Model and Non-Negotiable, which I love that book as well. Get it today, and this has been another amazing episode of Amazing Business Radio. This is why we call it that. Thanks, Sam. You've been awesome, and thanks for coming out. It's and my pleasure. By the way, I'm sitting across from him. He is so passionate. It almost looks like he's getting angry when he's talking about this stuff because you can see him. just it's, He just gets excited, and I know that's not anger. That's excitement and enthusiasm. And just you know, I believe You're going to have an aneurysm if you get that excited. Let's eat lunch. <laughs> Let's do that. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next episode, Chef Hyken reminding you, to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.